Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Stormy Bond and Tony with you alongside Will Hill, who's in for our guy, Michael Lombardi, who he's getting some time off, but he's also like still working, which always got to give our props to Lombardi for that. The the calendar never ends for him. But Will Hill, host of the Shoulda Bet More podcast. You can also catch him on the Bear Bets podcast with Chris Felica. And Will, uh, the NBA parlay luck did not carry over for me last night. I'm a little bit emotional two days in a row just didn't happen but you cashed uh, your Miami ticket and I know you leaned Baylor as well so you you did well last night at least in college hoops right should have bet more yeah I uh, I <laughs> actually took every dollar I had and I had so much faith in you I put it on that parlay you oh, gave stop. so I'm going to need to pick up another job, some extra hours here, whatever it's going to take. Uh, I mean, typical, you send me the loser. You come away with this 23 to one on Sunday. I never get that text. And then you you stick me with a loser last night. What cost you? I saw, what was it? The Pacers. And it was one other game. I loved the Grizzlies money line yesterday against the Nets. And how did that work out for me? I mean, those words, I mean, you said it. I love the Grizzlies. Why, why would anyone love the Grizzlies? So, I don't I look, know. It's, it's, I love it's the dog you, days you, of the NBA. You texted me, though, last night. Are the Nets back? No, they're not back. They're still an eight and a half point dog against the Magic tonight for a reason. But what just a brutal. I like it. And that's a bet that I swear I felt so confident. And you knew four minutes in that it wasn't going to be my day. Brutal. Yeah, it's funny betting the NBA. Sometimes, like, there's two ways to do it: just check the score at the end, or when there's a few minutes left in the fourth quarter, or just, uh, or, or sweat it the whole way. It, it feels like if you sweat it the whole way and you're up by ten, you have that anxiety of, all right, this lead isn't any good. But if you fall down by ten, you have that feeling of doom. At least this is how I am. Where, oh man, I'm down by ten. This game isn't going my way. So it's tough. You get some crazy swings in the NBA, but we get a day closer to the tournament. Lighter card last night. We get some games tonight. Uh, there's a, a few games on the card I like tonight. There's an NBA future I like. Almost six and a half, seven to one, something like that. Uh, but last night, Miami, that was just a lot of points. They were. Within the number the whole game, it was interesting. It was shaping up to be a bad beat for Miami because that was close the whole way. And then you look like three minutes left. Carolina's up 13. Uh-oh. Things could get wonky here at the end. Maybe fouls. Who knows? But Miami goes on a crazy run and almost steals the game, almost yeah. wins it. So be careful laying these inflated prices this late in the season. Uh, I think these books, especially standalone games, uh, these public teams, these favorites, uh, the books kind of know which way you want to bet. And sometimes these lines are just a little too high. So was that it for you last night? It was just the parlay. Yeah. Um, and I ended up like splitting off some of those as well. Like I took the heat plus the points as a standalone and I did not expect them to ultimately win that game outright without Jimmy Butler, without Tyler Hero or Tyler Rozier. So um, credit to Miami. And I, I know we had Nick Whalen on the program yesterday who said when we were asking him about the Eastern Conference, he said that the heat were a team that was in intriguing to him. They certainly looked good yesterday against Sacramento, 121-110 the final there, despite getting seven, seven and a half points in that spot. And it, I also tailed Waylon on his Jalen Brunson assist prop because he said, for whatever reason, Brunson's always getting that number set at around seven and a half, sometimes even six and a half, and he's just programmed to go over. He had 12 yesterday, uh, and that game ended up having a super controversial ending because the Pistons were a huge underdog. They were getting 11 or so points in the game game nearly 
put themselves in a position to have the upset outright in regulation and a, a really, really bad no foul there late in the final possession is the the Pistons were trying to get back and, and get on their side of the court. And even the official after the game said that it was the wrong call. So that's an unfortunate ending for Detroit that had the Knicks on upset watch. Yep, it was certainly a bad call, at least good for the ref for admitting it was the wrong call. I, I didn't see that part of it. Doesn't help Detroit, uh, but yeah. No, it doesn't help. Not that they want any help or anything. I mean, they're just, they are a rudderless ship. We talked about it yesterday. They might not even have the worst record. The Wizards are charging hard <laughs> towards the bottom. The Wizards are going to give them their money's worth in terms of getting the worst record. I, I think there's a chance that Detroit, as bad as they've been, this historic losing streak, uh, they might not even finish with the worst record. It's just a, a disaster because they actually had some high picks. They gave the coach a billion dollars <laughs> to coach that team for whatever reason. I mean, Cunningham, people liked Ivy. He got, got a bunch of lottery picks. It's not like... Uh, they've been picking in, in in the middle of the lottery. They've had some decent picks. They didn't get great luck with the lottery when uh, sometimes they had the worst record. They end up with the fifth pick uh, a time or two. But, yeah, it, it is not going well for Detroit. And you got to keep an eye on the Knicks now because the Knicks need to get healthy. I know Randall is a polarizing player for a lot of Knicks fans. People, uh, Some people are hot and cold on him. Some people are down on him. But they need his 24 mm-hmm. and 10. And without Ananobi, without Randall, uh, they're just they need to get healthy. They're just a beat up team right now. And they're getting a few points tonight at home against the Pelicans. I don't know. Is that anticipation that they might rest some of these guys, Brunson and maybe a couple other guys and say, hey, it's a back to back. We're all beat up. We can't afford any more injuries. So we're going to rest some guys. That might be the case. So Pelicans laying a short number here in the in the uh, garden. Nick's on a back to back. So I don't know if you have any more NBA parlays you're going to bless us with. <laughs> Um, has anything caught your eye here? No parlays for me tonight. I do have a little action in Rockets Thunder, and I know at the end of the show today, we'll officially go through each and every one of our official picks for the day, but I, I did lay the double digits. I laid the 10 with OKC in this spot. They just beat this team in Houston, 123 to 110. SGA had 36 in that game. He's had five straight 30-plus point games now. Um, they have the best cover home record in the NBA right now. Rockets are not a good road cover team. Um, they've lost seven of their last nine games. Just a lot of things I feel like working against Houston in this spot, and OKC has a way of being able to win at margin. So I, I definitely like them. And then there's a couple other things I'm I'm thinking about, but nothing I've fired on just yet. Are, are we thinking about doing anything with this Celtics 76ers line tonight? I just feel like you can put anything up against Philly and I want to fade them. You might have the right idea. I'm just, I'm not in the habit of laying double digits in the NBA too much. It's just, we see it all the time. We saw it last night with Kings. He, oh, this guy's out. That guy's out. That guy's out all on the same team. And what do they do? They win by uh, a comfortable margin on the road as, as underdogs. Sometimes I think what happens when these stars are out, the other team takes their foot off the gas and just relaxes. And say, all right, we got an easy win here. We can, we can sort of coast. And then they get buried. These guys that are backups go into a starter role and the guys that never play get, get, get moved up to a backup role and they're hungry. They, they want the minutes, they want the money. And they come out and they they pull, uh, you know, upsets. We saw, well, Davis and LeBron a few weeks ago in Boston. Both are going to be out. All right, Boston, I think it was favored. They closed my 15-point favorites, Boston did. And Boston was never in the game. So you see that a lot. You see a lot of strange things in the NBA. So uh, I just think betting NBA sides in general this time of year, it's very, very careful. Be very careful. It's very dangerous. Read guys like JVT who are on top of not just the injuries, but uh, some of the trends because it's uh, it's certainly the dog days. We're past the All-Star break. Not that long until the playoffs. It's sort of the NBA goes in and out of the clouds. And once the tournament starts, once once we get March Madness here in a few weeks, people, I think, forget about the NBA a little bit. And then once that tournament ends, you look up and you only got a week or so until the playoffs. So NBA kind of comes in and out of the clouds, um, you know, d- during the season. At some points, it's, it's in the spotlight and at, at others, it just it, it's off the radar a little bit. I do have a spring training play. I did play under eight and a half Yankees Rays, so that one is starting now. I don't know if they if they have uh, if it's still on the board, but if people want to sweat that out with me, it's a uh, a little day action, a decent pitching rotation for both teams. My buddy MLB Dream on Twitter, who's been a regular guest on Vs, and he's always on with Hoops Peterson during the baseball season. He gave this one out, uh, so I'm tailing him here. Decent pitchers for both sides, so got to have a little. A little daytime spring training action. Can't just sit here sober and not have any action. Leave it to you, Will. What a guy. Uh, And we will talk a little Major League Baseball later on, analyzing some futures. I know you have some season win total unders that you want to give out. Um, We'll have a couple guests on the program today as well. Zach Cohen, he actually did an article on vcin.com earlier today or or maybe late last night when it was posted on the AL Cy Young market. So talk to him about that as well as college hoops. We'll have Vaughn Dalzell, NBC Sports 
betting analyst, join us in hour two, as well as Josh Edwards, who's an NFL draft writer for CBS Sports, get some of his perspective on what might um, what we might expect rather uh, with Combine Week ahead and the draft coming up in April. But let's go back to college hoops here for a second, Will. Uh, you So you also leaned Baylor last night. I know. Did you end up firing on the two and a half? Because they obviously beat TCU upset. I know both teams had some scoring droughts, but TCU, whoa, going into the break and coming out of halftime were really rough. Just a small bet. I didn't feel great. I just I have a hard time pulling the trigger in a big way with these road teams. But that was a good number for uh, for Baylor. Obviously, a good spot for them. A decent matchup. A TCU team that maybe's gotten a little overrated. So it's it, it's hard pulling the road pulling the trigger on some road teams. I did take. Uh, one tonight, and there's another road team I'm looking at. Actually, like a couple of road teams, but they're getting points. In, in two of them, they're getting a lot of points. Another one is a shorter number. Uh, so decent Tuesday card here. Again, they don't really spread out the card that well for us. Saturday, you always have a million games. Then Sunday is quiet. Monday's quiet. Fridays are quiet. Then they jam-pack it into Tuesday and Wednesday. But we're uh, we're getting close. What, uh, 18 days until the selection, 19 days, something like that. A few weeks from now, we will have the brackets in hand. The madness will be beginning. Will be beginning. So an exciting time of the year. Conference tournaments like a week away. Again, everything's a little pushed back this year. St. Patrick's Day for the selection show. Usually that's uh, a week or so early. So everything is a little pushed back, but it is an exciting time of the year. I think we may have buried the lead, too, because we are going to have uh, a segment or two here where NFL division odds are not up yet anywhere. So I went ahead. I took the uh, I took the initiative. And I made them myself, and you're going to bet against me. You're going to find anything where I made a mistake. So you and I are going to go head-to-head here. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited about that exercise, especially because you know how much our guy Michael Lombardi loves to come on the program and say that Will has 800 jobs. He's the GM of all of these teams. Well, now he's also an odds maker. So I, I can't wait to get into some of those numbers and and see if maybe there's some value on the board or if I can take you for something. Are, are, are you going to put limits on me? Do, do we know that? How much am I allowed to find? on some of these i'll track your behavior here's the thing with this exercise i am the king i'm the czar so if i like your bet i'll take it if i don't mm. like it so much maybe i'll give you the spin cycle maybe i'll limit you maybe i'll just reject the bet and move the number uh, i could do whatever i want here so you're you're in for some trouble wow uh, well by the way because you mentioned the spin cycle is there anything worse than that oh, feeling cool. as you're trying to fire on a live bet during a game oh, and I you just it. get the little thing and then it's like, oh nope the number has changed oh nope the number has changed like are we for real are we are we serious right now and sometimes they move it from like 115 to 117 to 130 just take the bet who cares yes. about the number i just want the bet it, it, it does get annoying. Absolutely. Aye, aye, aye. Really grinds my gears. Um, but that'll be fun. We have plenty of NFL news that we're going to get to after this break as well. Separating the insignificant from the impactful in news or noise, specifically looking at some NFL headlines. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started here on the Lombardi line. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't read Steve Mackinnon's latest article up on vsin.com yet, now's the time. Steve reveals the top college basketball betting trends for the final two weeks of the Power Six Conference's regular season. He also details which teams over the last five years have had the most and least success late in the year from a straight up and cover perspective. He's got home and road trends, revenge spots, and more live now on the new and improved vsin.com website, Iowa, with an interesting system match tonight that we'll share a little bit later. Is it news? Corleone is a man who insists on hearing bad news immediately. Or just noise. Are you going to act like this is news? Just noise. Let's separate the impactful from the insignificant with one simple question. News or noise? Since you are going to be the game master a little bit later with these NFL division things, you know I had to subject you to one here early on the program as well. Time for news or noise. I'm going to throw a couple headlines at you, and I want you to let me know if it's newsworthy or if it's just noise and we can throw it away. It doesn't matter. I have a feeling this first one is pretty newsworthy, though. ESPN's Adam Schefter has reported it's unlikely franchise tags are coming for running backs this offseason, meaning guys like Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler will all be free to shop themselves to the highest bidder. News or noise? Yeah, you're right. This is news. Those are all guys that you think could still help a team. Uh, Jacobs, it wasn't that long ago where he led the league in rushing. Barkley's obviously still a good weapon. I mean, once you get a little bit older with these running backs, you get up there in age, they lose uh, a little something. But I think these are all guys that can still help a team. So I will go news here. Yeah, I just wonder what the perceived value on the market is going to be because all these guys have high expectations for their contracts, but yeah, that's a little bit of a different story. Uh, Sean McDermott in a rare sit down interview with the athletic this week was quoted saying it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when, as it pertains to winning a Super Bowl. McDermott compared the talk about him and the faction of fans who wanted to move on from him as a head coach to his mentor and now AFC obstacle, Andy Reid, who endured a similar criticism when they were at the Eagles together. News or noise, McDermott says it's not if, but when his team raises a Lombardi trophy. It's noise. I mean, we listened to Russell Wilson yesterday talk a good game about, hey, I want to win not one, but two more Super Bowls. These guys all say what people want to hear, but I don't know. I'm not necessarily buying in. They've had their chances uh, to win, and it feels like that 13-second game against Kansas City a couple years ago still lingers. It still haunts them. Uh, they've lost two home playoff games since then. I mean, at Cincinnati, uh, home against Cincinnati two years ago, and then home against the Chiefs this year. It's rough when you lose a home playoff game. When you lose on the road, you at least, hey, next year we'll come back, a better seat, better record, get the game at home. Uh, but you lose at home, you got nowhere to go. So to me, this is cool. Well, in fairness to Sean McDermott, this is a little different than what Russ had to say yesterday, right? Like, come on. Yes. Yes, it's not as outlandish. That was... Uh, no, not, not as outlandish. I, I actually love that this information came out in back-to-back days because it's a very, very different thing, and the Bills are still very much so in the window. I just wonder, you had the opportunity this past year with the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Yes. You have a fourth-quarter lead, and you're not able to finish the job. They've won four straight AFC East titles. They've gone to the playoff five straight years, but have not been able to get past the Chiefs or the Bengals in the postseason. This year, I feel like, is going to be critical for Sean McDermott and this Buffalo Bills yep. team. But Russell Wilson said, I would like to win two more Super Bowls. So nothing about that was factually like incorrect. I would like to. It's outlandish, but okay. He's not guaranteeing anything. McDermott's basically saying, oh, it's going to happen. I mean, he, he, how do you know? It's it's a single elimination. 
you're in a, a conference with Mahomes and Burrow and uh, Herbert and all these great quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, like you, you don't know. I mean, I guess technically it's true. A hundred years from now, maybe at some point they'll win it, but it doesn't mean it's going to be with him. So I don't know. I, I just, really like I just think about the 17 straight years of doing nothing before McDermott showed up that like the fans should yeah. be a little bit more on his side than they is, are. Is it McDermott or is it Allen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's fair, fair question. And we, we know that Josh Allen you would put him on any roster and be extremely grateful that he was your quarterback, especially sure. given the landscape that we have right now. But he's had his fair share of issues, especially when it comes to the turnover problem. Um, let's go to Chicago, where Bears wide receiver DJ Moore said, quote, I still don't think they compare talking about the quarterback prospects in the draft right now to Justin Fields. So wide receiver one in Chicago, steadfast in his belief that Justin Fields is their best option. News or noise? I am going to go noise. Um, I'm not caught up on everything, but last I saw, DJ Moore was not promoted to general manager. He's still just a receiver, so this is noise. Uh, if you saw some of the comments today, I, I meant to, to uh, screenshot it and pin it. I'll find it during the break. It, it's pretty, uh, the comments were pretty adamant. I think it was by the Bears GM that, hey, we're going to do right by Justin Fields. We're going to get him in a good situation. If we trade him, we're going to let him know. Uh, we're not worried. Caleb Williams doesn't want to play in Chicago. It, it's all the signals are there that they're going to trade fields and they're going to draft Caleb Williams. Yeah, Caleb Williams still a $9 favorite to be the top overall pick in this year's draft in Chicago, sitting in that spot. In 49ers country, looks like we might be making a little bit of progress on Steve Wilkes' replacement, a defensive coordinator. Apparently, Kyle Shanahan told Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area that they should finish it all up by this week. In terms of getting a hire, they completed interviews with both Chargers former head coach Brandon Staley and an internal candidate and 49ers defensive pass game specialist Nick Sorensen. And I think either one of these are somebody that has familiarity with Kyle Shanahan, something Steve Wilkes did not. And that was problematic for a fit in San Francisco. News or noise that the 49ers have interviewed Staley and Sorensen for the role? I'll go news just because they're still one of the two or three best teams, if not the best team in the league. I think they got the shortest odds to win the Super Bowl. So I'll say news. This would be interesting from a Lombardi line standpoint because he loved uh, Lombardi loves Kyle Shanahan. And he can't stand Staley. So that'll be an interesting dynamic if Staley's the defensive coordinator. I'll be fascinated to see that. When I brought this rumor up to him initially before the interview process had began, um, he was just like, show me where, show me where Brandon Staley has proven anything that he's a good defensive coach. It's, it's not there. It's not there. I, I, I love how fired up Michael gets about Staley. You should have told him I watched the film and it's there. You should have gone back. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I said, he um, I thought he did a decent job with the Rams. What was it that COVID year again? I, I'm not here. I don't know the film. I'm a better, I'm a fan. I don't, I don't know, but he was highly regarded. Not only his, his year with the Rams, but he was such a hot commodity. He was like. Yeah. Short shot coach of the year, his first year with the Chargers, it just went, it unraveled. And I really think he got away from doing it his way. He was going for it on fourth down. He was so aggressive. And then he got criticized when it didn't work. And he kind of shriveled up and got away from that. So I don't know. I, I guess he's fine. I really I just hope whoever ends up getting hired actually is a fit because I don't want to go through what all the talent that this 49ers defense has and yeah. have it not work out, especially late in the season when those moments are important. Do you have a preference important. for who it is? Uh, Staley is not my favorite human being um, from a coaching standpoint, but maybe, you know, sometimes guys are just better as coordinators than they are as head coaches. So maybe that'll be a better spot. I don't know. What, what is it? You don't like the fourth down stuff? I just don't like the I mean, yeah, I, I think that the back and forth on it is an issue for me and not yeah. being and just like saying the the not taking ownership and accountability for when his defense has sucked with the Chargers. Like that's another issue that I've had watching him is that he said there's nothing wrong with the defense. I'm going to keep calling plays. I have belief yeah, in what no, we I do. And then it doesn't. I think that was, was that the Green Bay game where he was very almost defiant after the yeah. game. Yeah. I, again, everyone handles losing differently. It's It's hard to handle losing well. Um, but but I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a bad point. What about this next one? So last year, we know the league implemented the one-year test of the fair catch rule that allowed returners to fair catch any kick beyond their 25-yard line and begin possession at the 25. It did not go over well. Traditionalists hated it. Only 22% of kickoffs were returned last season. So the NFL is looking at ways to improve that part of the game and also make it safer. News or noise? The league competition committee is discussing the XFL kickoff that essentially puts 20 players five yards apart deep in the receiving team end no players are allowed to move until the ball is fielded news or noise uh i'm gonna go noise i just think it's too gimmicky and i don't think they'll actually do it not that, that it's a bad idea i haven't really 
thought about you know the positives or the negatives it just seems too extreme it seems too gimmicky where this is going to get voted and approved at least right away i think they'll need to see more from the uh the ufl maybe and, and then yeah. decide in a year or two by the way can we get the ufl started <laughs> i mean the whole idea of the ufl the whole appeal was there's no football there's a void between the super bowl and march madness and you got like a month there where you can kind of mark your territory and everyone wants to watch it when is, when is it Listen, starting what are we doing so let me tell you this i personally as someone who is a sideline reporter for the league am grateful that i got a little bit of time off because last year it's the week after super bowl and it's game one let's go so i needed a little breather i didn't mind it but it's just because of the merger with the usfl and xfl coming together they needed a little extra time to figure out contracts and all that June? stuff end of march last weekend of march okay. is when we're getting june come on man I mean, I some don't of these know. players are trying to be in training camps for nfl teams that's the purpose of it so they gotta so get go, done now you're going against baseball you're going against nba playoffs i just they started too late yeah i don't think that that'll be the plan for years moving forward this is just kind of a one-off situation because they merged spring football leagues and to go back to the news or noise point of taking the xfl kickoff no shot that this is going to get approved. Uh, 24 of the 32 NFL teams have to approve this. And even the UFL didn't approve that model for right. this season when they did the merger. So what they're actually going to do um, is a more traditional style kickoff. The ball's going to start at the 20 yard line to be kicked instead of the NFL's 35, meaning they need to go 80 yards to reach the end zone for a touchback. And they're not doing the 25 yard touchback fair catch rule that the NFL had this year. They're just trying to encourage more kick returns. This past Super Bowl was the first Super Bowl in NFL history. We didn't have a single one, uh, a single ball returned. So just trying to find different things that they can work out. I just don't think the XFL way from last year is a way of the future. We're going to hit the break. Plenty more Lombardi line to come. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription today and get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical price of $240. Just use our promo code Lombardi. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Plus, our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets for every game and round of the tournament. Remember, you got to use that promo code Lombardi. That'll get you your first year of VSIN Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi out getting some time away. Will Hill, kind enough to step in with us, host of the Should Have Bet More podcast, and now putting some of his odds-making skills to the test. Will, what do we have in store here? All right, so division odds are not up. I'm guessing it's because there's enough major quarterbacks that they don't want to hang a number on teams like the Falcons, the Vikings, where we don't know the, who the quarterback's going to be. So my guess is that's why. So I took the initiative. I made them up. I have a, an idea, I guess, of where they're going to be. Some of them were very difficult. Some of them were more straightforward. I think I'm in the ballpark. So we'll just go division by division, team by team. And you can bet against me. You can tell me where I'm wrong. And uh, I'm willing to take your action. So we'll start with what are we doing? We're doing NFC first, right? Or AFC, AFC. 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 We'll start in the AFC East. Okay. The Bills are the short shot, plus 150. Repeating is the champion, the favorite last year. I think you have to make them the favorite. Dolphins not far behind, plus 180. Led wire to wire, except for the final week of the season last year. Jets, plus 275. And then the Patriots have already been mathematically eliminated. They are 12 <laughs> to 1. You can put whatever number you want on them. What do you like here? AFC East, Bills are the short shot. Okay, so I'm going to continue just to cross out the Patriots on the bottom. Uh, you, bold move. I'm, bold move, I know. I'm just, I think we need to throw that out there first and foremost. I wish Gerard Mayo all the best. I hope offensively they figure things out a little bit yeah, without yeah, Van yeah. Pelt. Uh, that's just, that's not going to be the bet. You couldn't make the odds long enough at this point for me. Buffalo, uh, I agree, rightful favorite. And I think that would be my pick in this standpoint for them to run it back. I mean, for the Dolphins, if they didn't win the division this year, what should make me believe that they're going to be able to do it next year moving forward, right? And then the Jets, I imagine that would be a trendy pick at this price. You probably want to give a little bit more, but I understand the liability you probably have at your book coming in on Aaron Rodgers being back healthy this year. Um, they're going to need to do some serious upgrades to that offensive line. I don't have a ton of faith that GM, owner, head coach Aaron Rodgers 
is going to give New York football fans what they are hoping to get out there. What are your thoughts? If uh, odds makers make sense too. I don't see you reaching for that wallet. I don't see you reaching for that wallet trying to bet me on anything. Uh, no, I'll bet. I'll bet Buffalo. I would. Be, I'll bet right. Buffalo to to repeat. How much you want? What do you want? Ten dimes? How much? You, how much you want? In Buffalo? <laughs> I'll take a nickel. I'll do a nickel. All right. This is. A, I, I get why you like these games. This is very. I feel very powerful as you know, throwing out the questions. This is a lot of. The, uh, I feel very stressed chair. being on the other side of it. Like I'm it. not See, sure. I, I like I, it. Now you know how it feels. Now you know what I go through. Uh, I would take the Jets. I'll just. Uh, we can copy and paste my my uh, analysis from last year when Rodgers got hurt four plays in the season. I just think they're gonna have a good defense. They're gonna have a quarterback. This idea that maybe they could trade for Devontae Adams. They're gonna have a top ten pick. I just I think that could be a 10 or 11 win team. I don't love the coach. There's obviously ways it can go wrong with the quarterback being 40, but I'm still a believer in Rodgers, the defense, Garrett Wilson. If you put Adams and, and again, top 10 pick, could you get Bowers at 10? Boy, that'd be a hell of a team. Um, I'll, just, I'll go Jets. I think well, there's some value. Don't you just feel fun. like there's so much dysfunction within that organization, though? Possible. That's like it's brutal to me. I do like the idea of Devontae Adams, though. Uh, and he is 40 to one, by the way, in the offensive player of the year market right right now, which yeah. if there's anything about the Jets, that would make me want to buy in on them is if they got Devontae Adams, but I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not so sure that'll happen. I would like it to so happen. You, so you're going chalk bills. Plus I'm going chalk. Right. Yes. AFC West chiefs minus minus one fifty. chargers two to one Broncos eight to one Raiders nine to one. You could have flipped the Broncos and the Raiders. Wasn't sure what to do with those teams. I might've made the chiefs a little light here. What do you like here? So, I mean, I'm picking the Chiefs to win this division until another AFC West team gives me a reason not to pick the Chiefs, right? Uh, they've won the division eight straight years. Patrick Mahomes does not know a world in which they have not won the AFC West. Uh, at minus 150, do I want to hold my money up for an entire season making this bet on February 27th? I don't know. Um, so I would either bet the Chiefs or no bet in this division. The Chargers at two to one. I think I should be getting a better number for a five win team last season and a roster that's aging and expensive and a lot of questions coming into this year and a new head coach and all of those things. So I would like a little bit more value if I was going to do a play on the Chargers, but I understand why you had to put it there because people are going to buy in on the Jim Harbaugh experience. No belief in the Broncos or Raiders, so no no long shots for me in this division. Yeah, I texted these to a couple people. I texted these to Bear and, uh, and John Goulet, our great program director, and they both said Chiefs are a little short. But remember, last year the Chiefs were, I think, minus 120, and two years ago the Chiefs were plus money. So I don't know, for whatever reason. Now, remember, two years ago the, Chief, the, the Broncos had optimism because they just got Russell Wilson. Raiders just made the playoffs. The Chargers were viewed a little differently. So I don't know. I, I put this, in, I think, in the ballpark of where it'll be again. Yeah, you're tying up your money for a I, long time. but I could see I that know. being like minus 160, minus 175 for Kansas City. Yeah. But but so to your point, there's perceived value at a minus 150 price. But do I want to lay juice on a bet that I'm going to have to hold up for an entire calendar year? I don't know. I kept your wallet at bay there. So I did a good job with that one. (laughs) Uh, AFC South. This is an interesting one. I made Texas and Jags both plus 120. The Jags were big favorites going into last year. Uh, They were big favorites middle of the year. They collapse the Texans. Is it a one hit wonder? Are they just the team on the rise? They're going to be a trendy pick. Colts. I made three to one. Who knows with Richard if Richardson can stay healthy, then the Titans are way back at eight to one. What do you like your AFC South? Will I despise this division? I despise everything about it. And so I I am actually proud of myself because I liked the Texans last year. And maybe that was just my 49ers fandom being projected onto D'Amico Ryans that I really believed in him. Uh, Meanwhile, I don't have that same feeling for Robert Sala. Riddle me that. Who knows? But um, if I had to make a pick in the division, I would go with the Houston Texans. I'm a believer in CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's defensive identity that he's going to try to grow and develop within that team. Um, Especially when Tank Dell comes back healthy, whenever he becomes available again, I I like a lot of things with the Houston Texans Jags. I just don't know if they're the most trustworthy. The Colts, Elliot, don't hate me, but I'm not sure that I'm a believer in the Anthony Richardson experience just yet. And the Titans, I definitely am not a believer in Will Levis. And they have a lot to figure out on that offensive line. They did get a really good hire um, with with Callahan's dad being brought over from the Cleveland Browns from that standpoint. But I, I just don't know. This division, I don't care for. Yeah, I wouldn't make any bets here either. Hypothetically, you would bet the Texans or you would actually bet them at plus 120. I just feel like a plus 120. Okay, I could see him winning, but I'm not rushing to bet him. Correct. Plus 120. It's just not a bank. Yeah, bet. it's like force my hand. You made me take a bet in this division. Yes. I would take it on Houston, but this would be a no bet play for me. AFC North. This one wasn't that easy. I made the Ravens the short shot just because they were the one seed last year. Um, I made the Ravens plus 130. 
I made the Bengals plus 150. They get Burrow back. The defense didn't look good last year, but you can't put too big of a number on them. Browns plus 300. Again, this is about where they were last year. Uh, they, they certainly have the talent. And then the Steelers plus 800 could have made that a little longer. What do you like here? AFC North. So this is probably, correct me if I'm wrong, the toughest division top to bottom in the NFL right now, right? Like with all of the perceived talent and ability, I, the potential for winning games. I think this division is really, really hard. The Ravens and Bengals do feel like the safer options here. I don't mind either one of those prices, but I love eight to one on the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC oh, North. I'll I love it. That. I love I'll it. I'll get the wallet out. I'll, I'll book it. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. You can give me, I'll take, I'll take another Nick. <laughs> Who's their quarterback. So that's, that's a conversation for another day. We're going to figure that. Yeah, we're going to figure issue. that out later. It's a quarterback. It's not going to be Kenny Pickett. So as long as it's not Kenny Pickett, I think that whatever free agent or trade they make to bring a quarterback in there, it's going to be fine. Um, we all know Mike Tomlin's track record. Their offense is chock full of weapons. They just need a facilitator to get the ball out properly. I think Matt Canada was a big part of the problem as to why this offense did not succeed in addition to the quarterback position. So hopefully Arthur Smith can be that upgrade they need from that standpoint as well. Like as long as you get serviceable quarterback play that is able to give you, I don't know, maybe just more than one game with two touchdown passes for your entire career, I think that would be a benefit to this offense. If you can get that in a quarterback, I'll be happy. I just think they're clearly the fourth best team. And yeah, they can get to nine. Maybe wins they and are, but eight Russell to one. Wilson. Come on. Hey, this is why, this is why they build those tall buildings in Vegas. You get sucker <laughs> bets like stormy coming in betting our Steelers eight to one. Okay. Listen, I'm not betting my, uh, my whole financial savings account on this thing, but I, I, I like it, especially at that number. Maybe the real odds will give me double digits and then I'll go fire away. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think I was off on anything? Do you think you'll get double digits with the Steelers? Um, I, I would like it. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that there's more optimism. Yeah. I think there's more optimism about the Steelers team than you have out outwardly. I just don't think the upside is there. Okay, they can get to nine wins and Russell Wilson maybe get to 10, but like either Baltimore, Cincy, or Cleveland, one of them is probably going to yeah, get to 11 or 12. I just don't know if the Steelers can get to that neighborhood. But the Steelers ain't no slouches. They had trash quarterback yeah. play this year and still made the playoffs. Like, I think that it's very, sure. very within... Within the wheel. I mean, if you got their guys healthy, Najee Harris, Warren, uh, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, like they have a lot of talent on offense. And we know that defensively they're capable as long as TJ Watt's healthy. So there's some interesting factors here. We're going to take a quick time out here. When we come back, Zach Cohen is going to join us, get into the NBA slate for tonight, as well as an MLB futures play. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Party Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line. This show, as always, presented by DraftKings alongside Will Hill, host of the Should Have Bet More podcast, in for our guy Michael Lombardi today. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. We've got a great hour ahead. In addition to all of the NFL, college hoops, NBA talk we're going to have, Will is also sweating Major League Baseball spring training as we speak. How's it going, Will? That sentence felt a little judgy. I feel like I'm being what? judged a little Me? bit. Like, a little, yeah, Probably a little never. bit. There was 15% of, I, I picked up a tone. I don't know if the audience feels the same way. It's good. Uh, you never can relax too much with these unders, but under eight and a half, there were some nines out there. One nothing, I think, in the fourth inning. I think the run scored on a, there was two outs, and the guy lost the fly ball in the sun, and then, of course, two out RBI single. So, But one nothing, we're in good shape. The home team is winning, so that could shave a possible half inning off if, the, if this score holds with the uh, home team winning. Obviously, they're not going to bat in the bottom of the ninth. That's the case, so. Yeah, get, getting through the show here with uh, with some spring training baseball. Yeah, I appreciate the hustle. And for anybody, by the way, if you are into betting spring training, we're about a month or so away from opening day for these regular season games. But our guy Adam Burke has a spring training betting primer available on vcin.com right now. But hey, you do you if you want a day sweat. And especially since you've been cashing tickets the last few days, keep it rolling. You won on Miami against UNC, taking the points yesterday, as well as taking the points with a ranked Baylor team at TCU. Can we push that forward tonight? night in college hoops do you have a favorite college basketball bet today there's a few i like i do like byu getting i think it's six and a half let me look at see yeah, the numbers updated. there were some six six and a halfs yeah it's a that's just a lot of points i byu's been bad on the road and kansas has been great at home so that's why the disparity here but these are about equal ish teams and uh just it's just a lot of points mccullough for kansas still iffy he's one of their better players probably going to be a first round pick He's been banged up all season. This is not a vintage Kansas team. In BYU, they've slumped recently, so they're looking to get back on track. But a big part of their slump, they have shot, I think, 22 of 92 from three the last three games. They're a good shooting team. There's just there's some regression. There's there's some positive regression coming their way in terms of the three ball. We saw that with UNC last night where they were allowing opponents to shoot 28% from three. Sometimes the three is just there's a little bit of luck involved. There's some variance. So I'm going to take the six and a half. I just think it's a lot of points for teams that are about even. Uh, another game I like, Villanova laying 15 to Georgetown. I like Georgetown plus the 15. Who the hell is Villanova to be laying 15 points to anybody? This is a an okay team, a fringe tournament team. I think you're paying a tax here because they're on the bubble. They're sort of a public team. Everyone knows Georgetown isn't any good, and Georgetown isn't any good. They almost lost to, uh, to, to DePaul the other night, but they play hard. I think they're going in the right direction with Ed Cooley. came over from Providence. He's done a pretty good job wherever he's gone. So they'll they'll fight. They'll scrap. They played St. John's to a close game. Uh, a week or so ago. So, again, this is just it's hard to cover more than two touchdowns in these conference games late in the season. We saw it with Miami last night. We saw it with Michigan, Purdue a couple games ago. Once you start laying these 14, 15, I mean, those are just big, big numbers to lay, especially a Villanova team. They're not good on offense. They can't shoot. I think 236 in the country uh, in terms of offense. So they're, they're not they don't have the type of offense to run and hide from anybody. So I uh, like BYU. I like Georgetown. I wanted to bet Mississippi State. I thought this was a good spot to fade Kentucky off that big win against Alabama, except they really baked that this situation. And it is a good situation for Mississippi State. That's baked into the number because Kentucky's a better team than Mississippi State on a neutral court. Uh, Kentucky's got six or seven NBA guys. Mississippi State, they're a tough defensive team. That's a tough place to win. Again, a bad spot for Kentucky, but laying three and a half, it's four in some spots. Uh, you're paying a tax on this line. So I don't know what to do with yeah. this. I thought about pay, taking Kentucky here. But uh, I just I can't quite get there off the big win. Mississippi State has a habit of turning the ball over and Kentucky does have better players. But I feel like the situation is certainly baked in there. 
Um, is there is there anything you like? Is there anything you want to tail me on, fade me on, and anything catch your eye? Well, I, just to go back to your point on this Kentucky-Mississippi State game, I was totally in the mindset of like we talked about earlier this week with the UConn and Creighton game. Like Creighton blows out UConn. It's betting 101 that the following game you're going to fade and take the other side. And St. John's ultimately ends up getting that win in, in monster fashion and blows them out in return. I'm not sure I see it blowout uh, in Mississippi state, Kentucky in this spot, but I do think in terms of where the line is at right now, this is more than I was willing to lay on Mississippi state against Kentucky, despite the the big win that they had against Alabama, 117 95, just an incredible performance. They had their a game. That group is so talented. This game, I think I'm just going to have to stay away from because I feel like maybe it's a a little bit too much. I don't know. I, I, I'll agree with your concept with the the Georgetown game and taking the points when it's that high in a conference game because that's kind of an approach I have with a Mountain West game later on tonight. The latest game of the day. So if anybody wants to stay up late, 8 o'clock Pacific time, 11 Eastern tip off on CBS Sports Network, San Diego State and San Jose State. The uh, Spartans are getting 22 and a half points in that game. And I, I know that they just got blown out the last couple of games and that San Diego State is fresh off a dominant win against Fresno State. But San Diego State doesn't typically beat teams at margin like that. Fresno State is just a team specifically that they've had their number this season. Um, So I think that taking the points with the Spartans feels like a good spot in that one tonight. But we'll get to uh, more college basketball in a little bit. Von Dalzell is going to join us. NBC Sports does great work as a betting analyst for them. We'll also get to some NFL Combine and draft conversation with Josh Edwards of CBS Sports a little bit later. But we had an exercise earlier in hour one looking at the AFC where you were presenting me with odds for the divisions. Let's try to do that for the NFC here. I'm very curious what you've got going. NFC East. Again, these odds are not available. They're not posted yet. So I made them up myself and you're going to try to beat me here. So let's go NFC East. I made the Cowboys the short shot as the defending champs plus 130. Eagles just behind them at plus 160. Giants at seven to one commanders at 10 to one. I wasn't sure who should be third and fourth giants commanders. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. you could flip those. Uh, who do you like here in the NFC East? So Dallas won this year. Therefore we need to bet someone else in 2024, right? Like no. that's, that's how it works with this division. Uh, there's not been a repeat winner since the Eagles run a four straight in 2004, but I don't trust the Eagles as evidenced by their collapse at the end of this year. Um, a lot of talk that Sirianni had lost the locker room. He has to hire two new coordinators. The, the defense at the end of the year just stopped generating pressure, couldn't stop the run. Offensively, you're going to lose Jason Kelsey, and he's important for the tush push. He's important from a leadership standpoint. There's just a lot of question marks I have about Philadelphia, but I'm definitely not going to bet the Giants or Commanders either. So I think the NFC East, I'm either betting on history that the Cowboys are going to repeat, which is something that does not happen in this division or probably just no bet at all. in the NFC. I East, scared what do you, think? you into keeping that wallet in your, in that wallet right in your pocket. I, gotta, I scared yeah. you away. You I got to You have no guts to bet against I my don't. numbers. My numbers are just too sharp. For you're you. you're so good. For you're so good. Yes, thank you. I didn't want to say it. I wanted you to say it. Perfect. This one, <laughs> boy, this one is really hard to make numbers for NFC South. Uh, I might be way off here. I made the Bucks and the Falcons both 150 because I don't know what else. I don't know what else to do. Saints plus 250, Panthers eight to one. I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Falcons. Bucks, you got to give them a little respect for being defending champs. Where did I miss here? Did I miss? What do you like in this division? See, I just don't know how you can bet this division right now either because you have no idea. I would say the most appealing team to bet in the NFC South is the Atlanta Falcons, but we have no idea what their quarterback situation is going to be either. So maybe it's a similar situation like I was arguing in hour one with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I'm only getting plus 150 with the Falcons. So that doesn't seem particularly appealing for me either. You don't know the quarterback, new coaching staff coming in, but they're a team I probably believe in a little bit more. I wish I had the gumption to take a shot on Carolina, but you could not pay me even to take an eight to one shot. I need a lot more from this Panthers team um, in terms of a number. Ugh, God, why are you doing this to me? Will I, I don't want to be like a loser and say no bet again, but anybody I feel like can what win the NFC. Anybody can win the NFC South except for the Panthers. And you're not getting enough bang for your buck in this market right now. You're just making it unbettable. Will, how dare you as an odds maker do this to me? What about Saints plus 250 no just because they almost won it last year? Nope. Okay. No right. interest. I did a good job. I didn't I didn't expose myself with uh with any <laughs> bad numbers here. 
Uh, a, a division you're familiar with, NFC West. Got to make yeah. the Niners the favorite. They're minus 170. I made the Rams plus 275. I made the Seahawks plus 400, and I made Arizona eight to one. What do you got here? What do you like? Um, I it's just like similar to the price in the Kansas City Chiefs for me, where I don't want to lay a number um, with the 49ers, but I do believe that they're going to repeat. This team just remains the class of the division, in my opinion. And I know that there's upside on some other teams and people really believe in the Rams. If you forced me to take, to, to make a bet, I would take LA at plus 275. But I think, oh, wow. I, I would, I, I mean, Sean McVay did a masterful job with that roster this year, considering what they had for them to be in the position that they were in the postseason. But I just feel like this is San Francisco's division. Um, they're so complete, hard to bet against them. They're bringing back basically all of their pieces that went to a Super Bowl this year. And if they d- make the right defensive coordinator higher, uh, could be in a really good spot on that side of the ball, too. So I don't want to lay it. I'll, I'll go with the Rams. I'll go with the Rams at, at, what is it, plus 275, because I believe that they can take another step forward. And it's just a, a way that I can actually have a bet on the board. Wow, I thought you were gonna lay it. I think I would lay it. So, uh, I really, think that, but do I you think wanna that, do you wanna all season long lay that? Pro- I would rather find an alternate way to bet the 49ers. But, maybe bet their season win total. But that's also one where I've done this before. Where I don't want to lay 170. Then you look in week four and it's minus 400. You're like, oh, that 170 actually looks pretty good. All right, final one. We only got a, a little bit. NFC North was also very tricky. I made the Lions the defending champs plus 130. I yeah. made the up and coming Packers plus 170. The Bears plus 250. The Vikings, I don't know who's going to be their quarterback, so I made them plus 380. Any bet there? Yeah, the the Vikings, I'm like curious what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. Are they going to work out this thing with Justin Jefferson's contract? He wants to be the highest paid in the NFL at the position. I don't know. Lions, um, bop, bop, bop. First division win since 93. I like Green Bay. Okay, let's go Green Bay. I'll, 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 take plus 170 with the right. Green Bay Packers and that Jordan Love is going to pick up where he left off on a masterful run at the back end of last season. It's going to be a popular pick. It's going to yeah. be, they're going to be a trendy pick uh, come August when we're doing NFL content. Not that far down the road, but I kept you at bay here with some of my numbers. You were not as aggressive. You came off you, a little timid in this segment. Well, not as easy in that side of the chair, huh? I just, it's so early to be thinking about these things. I have no idea what's going to happen in the offseason. How are you asking me make bets on teams that I don't know who their quarterback is? Will, this is a lot of pressure. We have to hit the break. We're getting back to college basketball next with odds that are actually real. Okay, we'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.